This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you get me and Maureen all over again doing a thing we call the town watch, which is basically this only looser if you can imagine and it's about a half hour instead of an hour so there's your major differences there between the town watch and says who i think that's sometimes where the gold is though it's where the gold is where the weird stuff is it's definitely where the weird stuff is anyway that goes out to you if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level that ten dollar a month level gets you a sticker in the mail as well every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club and so that is great as well Anyway, patreon.com slash says who. Oh, books. I'm writing a book now called Death at Morning House. Mm -hmm. I have books out. Listen, I've read this book called How Not to Get. Listen, I wrote a book called How Not to Get Murdered in Quaint English Village. And now I'm basically writing the musical of it for children in England. A small. Sorry, just drinking some LaCroix. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Anyway, I was just saying, but I don't trust the way you're looking at me. Uh, books. Books. Have you read? Look, do you think there's someone out there that hasn't read Truly Devious yet? Probably. Well, this is your moment. Mm-hmm. I'd just love it if you would. Totally. Ah, books. Okay. <laughs> well, if you would like to buy books on the internet... You can always go to Kick Bezos or Kick Bezos, as I say it, in the balls.org. Why not visit today to celebrate the fact that the federal government just sued Amazon for antitrust stuff? Oh. That would be fun. Anyway, Kick Bezos in the balls.org. You can get Maureen's books, get Truly Devious. You're the person that hasn't read it yet. Be that person that has. Anyway, Kick Bezos in the balls. Dot org. If you're buying things on the internet, you can always go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. That's our own little merch store. Oh, oh, are you done? Yeah. Oh, are you done? I just coughed. Are you coughing? Yes. I was clearing my throat. Do you have something you need to say? No. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. <laughs> oh, see, you weren't done. I knew that you weren't If you made me cough. You made me cough. Anyway, merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Also, why not mosey on over to shop.dansinker.com where I sell two patches. One says trying. The other says marginally employed. I like them both. And you might too. Go to shop.dansinker.com. Am I dry? Am I ready? Do I look like I have clothes on? I just, this is not going to be our normal start, I think. I need to describe the fact that Maureen, I get a text from Maureen. It says, can I have until 1.35, I have to dry off. And yeah. then at 1.35, Maureen's little video screen pops on. And the most hangdogged, <laughs> wet, bedraggled Maureen pops onto my screen wearing a very nice trans rights or human rights Well, I'm pulling this up because it's very low and I was like, oh, I just have to make sure this stays up. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's nothing on underneath this. This Why are you soaking wet? Couple things. Uh Uh-huh. First of all, it has been raining in New York. This storm has been, this is the third or fourth straight, I guess the fourth straight day of rain. Just like pouring, pouring rain. Oof. And it stops in little increments. So okay. the dog has only had one long walk in four days. She had Oof. one long walk yesterday. I've taken her out twice today because it looked like it stopped raining. And both times. I should also say that on top of this, this is Oscar's Freedom Day. He's test negative oh. twice. Hey, hey, hey. He's symptom free, test negative twice. I'm moving back into the bedroom today. I can finally sleep on the real All bed again. Right. But this morning I went in and I took that room apart. I took everything. I mean, I took the pillows down and the and the and the duvet and all the bath mats and everything. And I started eight loads of laundry. Wow. I have eight loads of laundry going, washing everything. Every yeah. textile. Like I'm not going back in there until that room is like I want it to be like in poltergeist, where she's like, this room is clear. You know, so 
I've got that going. But in the between, the dog is like, I got to go out. And so I take her out and I get dumped on with rain. And then I come back and then I went downstairs. I was like, I have just enough time to pull all the laundry out to find that A, it hadn't dried and B, someone had taken one of my things out of a dryer that was done, but it was completely not dry. So I had to restart all the dryers. I had to separate everything because everything was tangled up in big knots because they're all sheets and stuff all tangled together. I separate all those. I put all those back in. I come. She's like, I need to go out again. I grab her. I take her back out again. (laughs) Get soaking wet. I haven't even tried at this point. I'm just like, just put a dry shirt on and just try. Yeah. Just show up because I am bedraggled. I have been rained on. I've been doing laundry all morning and it's still going on. Today is the... I'm not looking like I wasn't like last week where I showed up looking my best. Yeah, no, different. Is it that bad? You you just look a little hangdogged. It's actually fine. It's just that one of these days that. Of course it is. We have to just do a lot of hardcore home, like work at home where you're just like, I'm just gross. Like I just got to strip everything down. Because we also, I like someone was staying here before. So I had like 12 sets, seemingly 12 sets of, of sheets and like, it was everything. I took yeah. everything apart. Wow. I'm getting well, that COVID out of that room. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that oh. isn't a podcast. Uh, oh, it's a uh, Knocked over my microphone. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. Uh, it is supposed to start raining here. We we have not had the rain you all have had, but it's supposed to start. It rained some this morning. Now it seems fine, but it I think it's supposed to get bad. But I got this text message from the little one's school because it did, as I said, it rained. It was a, there was a pocket of time today where it rained. Hi, all. We had our fire drill this morning. It wasn't raining hard until we went outside. The kids are fine, but they did get wet. So I wanted you all to know. Besides that, all went well, and we have two other fire drills scheduled for later this year. So you get messages when their stuff is happening at school. Uh, We get very weird messages a lot. And then when, like, Shit that you would actually want to know is happening at school. Often we don't get those messages. But the it wasn't raining hard until the children went outside does imply that it was raining. And I'm just thinking maybe you could have rescheduled that fire drill. I always when I was a kid, I was always felt vaguely betrayed when stuff when parents found out anything that went on at school because it felt like we got dropped off there in the morning and what happened there was like Vegas. What happened there stayed there. Unless yeah. it was like, like something bad happened. Like you didn't need to know about, you don't need to know about our shit. You don't need right. to get up in our business about anything. Oh, Maureen Johnson. The world is a very different place. Now. Uh, uh, the little one is now in third grade. And in the district that he is in, third grade is the, the transition point from iPads to Chromebooks. Hmm. And he was very excited about that because it's like a more of a real computer, blah, blah, blah. What I didn't know is that is also the transition point for when parents are signed up for some fucking program that snitches on every single thing your kid does on their Chromebook during school. Whoa. I get weekly emails now from this fucking thing that I cannot unsubscribe to. That's like your kid spent, you know, six Six minutes on Tuesday on Typetastic. And <clears throat> these are the Google searches they did. And like, it's just like, come on now. This Ooh. is fucking too much. I don't want this shit in my that, life. That I didn't snitchy. opt into this. I don't need that kind of snitching. The kid doesn't need that kind of snitching. No. We, they get the, the school provides the, the computer. Yeah. yeah. And the snooping software, apparently. Do they use them in class? Yeah. Yeah. And they also have like, you know, one of the what they call specials, which is like music and art and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They have a different special every day. And one of them is coding. So they use their computers for that. Uh, And yeah, they do. 
they use their computers apparently for something called typetastic, which is uh, what my one seems to spend the most time on. Does it according teach- to the snitching thing? It's a I typing. I don't like. Do you have snitch bots in your grocery stores there? Oh, the, like the robotic. The giant googly-eyed robotic ones? No, not at all. The grocery store I go to is a very quaint, uh, like, local joint, and the security is a, usually an elderly sleeping man. We don't have them in New York, but whenever I go to PA, I get I go to the like, local giant, get followed by that goddamn snitch bot everywhere I go. And those things are huge. They're like seven feet tall. <laughs> I've never seen one of those in real life. I've only <sighs> ever seen pictures of them. They're huge. They're like they're just big poles. It's like a yeah. Roomba with a big pole on it and has yeah. googly eyes on it. Right. And they do really put googly eyes on it. Yeah, I know. And I swear to you, that snitch bot, it fucking loves me. The minute I come to the store, it's like, who's this? Who's this stranger? <laughs> and I'm trying to walk around the produce department and that snitch bot is up my ass. So <laughs> I I like sometimes cut a corner around like the the watermelons to try to like throw it just see if it's following me and like I walk around a box and it's like it's it's way up my ass it's really on my tail I'm like fuck you snitch bot and like I make a quick dive to the to the healthy foods aisle next door and then I see it like pass by the end like I'm not following it but I'm watching like it thinks it's doing a (laughs) drive-by that snitch bot it will it will go right up to you and be like hey I'm snitching on you right now fucking hate the snitch bot no good I, I, I'm also tempted to jump on and just ride it around. There is that. I mean, there's, it seems only fair. There's nothing, Dan, I truly have a place in my heart for a small, low-powered vehicle. I love them. Yeah. Anytime I can drive a golf cart, yep. any kind of little scootery thing, just the, yep. just something that poop, 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 poops along, I'll get in that shit. 100, 100% of the time, I'll ride it. Oh, yeah. We, uh... Years and years and years ago, I think probably about a decade ago, I would say, the now teen was a eight-year-old, um, and we visited, a friend of ours actually from Chicago, but we were out in Colorado, and he has family, his, his folks live in Colorado as well, and so it just happened that we were all in Colorado at the same time, and he was like, come on up to my parents' house, and uh, we'll go to their friend's farm and we'll shoot rockets. And we were like, well, that sounds like a great time. So we did. And it was just like straight up a farm, like soybean plant stuff. And then we're just shooting model rockets up. And then they had uh, like a little, like a little tractory thing uh, called a gator that uh, then they would drive out across the fields and collect the rockets. And then at some point, someone, not me, but probably my friend who doesn't have the world's greatest judgment was like, oh, your kid should drive the gator. And so next thing I know, there's an eight-year-old literally flooring it as we bounce across fields to collect rockets. It was an incredibly memorable moment for him. He oh still my. talks about it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, so Dan. In the long run, I think it was good, but boy, it was terrifying at the time. When we have the compound, 100% can we have some kind of little toot, toot, toot vehicle? Yes. That's do you want to know re- a thing that makes yeah. me mad sometimes? Sometimes I actually do lay awake at night and get mad about this. Okay. Electric cars. Sure. In America. All right. Are all for rich people. Right? Yes. Like that is the sector that electric cars are filling. They are for, now they are for modestly rich people and rich people, right? But, and hopefully eventually they'll come down enough that they're for kind of normalish people. But generally speaking, they are, they are high-end vehicles. In China, electric cars are like incredibly inexpensive, cheaply made, tiny little vehicles And they sell like gangbusters and you can even import them into the United States and they still only cost like four or five thousand dollars, which is wild. Uh, And they look like tiny little they look like um, they look like a like a like a little tykes car. 
like mm-hmm. a little Tykes play car or mm-hmm. maybe something from a Richard Scarry book. Well, like a and smart car, like one of those little Apple kind of no, cars? No, they look smaller and oh. kind of boxier than that. Fantastic. They, yeah. And uh, they are basically just golf carts. But that's actually what we need in this world is a lot more of that shit and a lot Love less it. 60, 70, $80,000 luxury cars. Oh, that sounds amazing. I know. Sometimes because I don't have a car because I live in New York and I walk everywhere. Basically, I walk everywhere. If I really have to go somewhere far, then I take a cab. Right. But or the subway. I, I stopped taking the subway during COVID and I haven't gotten back into it because yeah. if I have to go somewhere far, it's often with a dog. Yeah. So but anyway, I pass a lot of smart cars that people have that park. And I just mm-hmm. kind of look at everyone's parked cars on my on my walks because I walk everywhere. And I have this fantasy of just having a little smart. I was like, what if I had a little smart car? You and then I imagine myself tooting along in that little type. I just love a little tiny car. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Whenever we go to England, we have to rent a car. I always rent a little. I want, It has to be a Fiat 500. I love that little, the shape of that little thing. Yeah. Pleasures, Dan. Pleasures and just little pleasure. Like I am reminded of my friend, author Holly Black, who is Mm -hmm. just a genius, amazing human being. Great writer. I am, whenever I say her name, I just have to talk about how great she is. Yeah. Her husband is the coolest guy. Yeah. He just has great pastimes. He's also like, they're amazing parents. They like, when they got, when their, when their kid was born, they, they were like, uh, they found from on sale, someone had a used toy pirate ship, like a big, like huge, put it in your yard. It's like, it's like ladders and swings and stuff. And so they had a pirate ship in their yard for a while. And like, so one time I come over and I don't know, something bad was going on and he just turns to me and goes, you want to go whip some gnomes? And I was like, I'm down. Like, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like a whip some gnomes. It turns out his thing was in the backyard. They have a backyard that slopes off very sharply. So it's like a little cliff edge on their backyard, okay. which he lined with gnomes. And then he like has like little a, like garden gnome like things? garden gnomes. Okay. Yeah. And then he has like a sort of Indiana Jones style whip, like a really, really good whip. Oh, wow. Literally whip some gnomes. And you whip these fucking gnomes. I'll tell you what, you that feel good. Fun. After, you feel pretty good after that. That sounds pretty and fun. I looked at him. I was like. I feel great. And then he said, you want to shoot a crossbow? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck around. They and do it. said yes, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was they, it? It was good. Yeah. They live 100% the right way. Yeah. Like when you go to their house, you're like, you, all you do is make good decisions. Their house is like a friendly version of the Disney Haunted Mansion. That's It's got awesome. things like like ceramic hands that come out of walls that hold things. And, oh, it's so good. Do you ever just meet people that do it right? Oh, yeah. You're like, you're living right. Yeah. Like me, Dan. I'm a laundry. By the way, I've been telling you the rat the rat count. I've seen a lot oh, yeah. of dead rats. seen more dead rats. Today I saw half of a dead rat. Mm. We have half of a chipmunk in our yard right now. Oh, no. We also have something. This is the grand mystery of my house right now. There is something shitting in our yard. And I want to apologize. It's not a dog because it's in the backyard. Well, we don't really have a backyard, but it's like we have this small side patch of grass next to our house. But there there is fencing. So it's not like a dog is wandering in there. But there is there are shits that look like they've been at least made by a toddler if not a a larger sized human we had this problem at my parents house you know what it was i think it's a possum it's a raccoon see i i googled pictures of raccoon shit and raccoon shit looks a little more like lumpy than this looks. this was a this was truly enormous like it was shocking (laughs) yeah but i mean like like these are just like straight up little he- mm. people loaves. Yes, right? this is this that raccoons did this to my okay. parents. Yeah, it was yeah. raccoons, and they had to get coyote pellets. Oh, okay. It's coyote. That's pellets they make of. You can buy these in stores, and they are they are made of coyote urine. 
Oh, nice. And you, it's just these little pellets and you spread them around yeah. and they won't go near you. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mystery. I'm not 100% sure it's a raccoon because there are not a lot of raccoons visible. We did for a few years have a possum that lived in the area and that's my best guess. I am mm. literally about to rig up a camera to figure this do out. It. Because, do it. Do it. That's what they um, do on those like spring watch shows. They have a little night I vision know, camera. Because it is remarkable how much shit is in that yard. And it, like at first, because I've been traveling and I was like, Janice, did you let the dog out into the yard a lot? She's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, there is so much shit in this yard. I think I picked yeah. up like 11 pieces of shit. Mm. That's a lot of that, shit. It's a small raccoons. yard. Raccoons. I'm I'm betting raccoons, but let's oh, put that camera. Shit is super toxic, so I hope it's not raccoon shit. But yeah, it's not good. Yeah. We basically had the, they they decided to use my parents' back porch as a lavatory, and that was mm. full. And they've got the raccoon pelts, and then they I think they had it power washed, and basically, yeah. you know. Yeah. This anyway, is thankfully on grass. Anyway, that's shit talk with Maureen and Dan. I'm just saying, Dan. I got the laundry on. I get to sleep in our room tonight. I'm basically re this apartment. We I had to completely reassemble it for COVID. Yeah. So that there were zones, and now I'm putting it all back together again. Also, I turned in the draft of the pantomime for the English Village. The draft. Well, I call everything a draft when the You're first time. You're waiting for those harsh notes to come back now. Then I'm a professional. Like this is I don't I'm like here's your panto. And it's 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 done. It's got a couple really good musical. I think I was reading some of the musical numbers to you on the bonus episode. Yes, that's I think in the upcoming bonus this yeah. this Sunday, I believe. It's quite a, it's a full on musical for children in a forest. Sure is. <laughs> Turned it in. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure. Everyone waiting on a book for you is thrilled to hear that. I've been also doing that, Dan. We all have a side thing that we do for personal reasons. Not me. It should do. No. Nah. Dan. Don't believe how, in them. How dare you? I know. I'm joking. Are you too, too it's busy. all I do. Too busy snitching on your children. It's all I do. God, it pisses me off every time I get that email. Like, I didn't ask for this. I don't want this. This isn't well, a thing. Well, Dan, in good news... Hot Strike Summer. Hot Strike Summer, baby. Turns out collective action works. It works. That's the thing that the man doesn't want you to know. Yeah. I think it's really something that certainly when I was a kid, it was drilled out of us. Yeah. Like, I think there was a lot of like unions are bad, and, like evil. And you know, there was a whole. When you and I were kids, it was at the. It was at the, what is it? Is it a nadir? Is that the bottom yeah. of a thing? It is, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was at the, like, that was when Ronald Reagan was killing the, like, air traffic control union, you know, mm -hmm. like, there was a lot of anti-union sentiment at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and it has taken a long time to recover, but, poof. Yeah. Whew. The Writers Guild of America announced that they'd gotten Hollywood studios to capitulate on many of their demands after being out on the streets. And I do mean out on the streets for nearly 150 days when they because yeah. I know a lot of people in the writers union. Oh, yeah. And I'm tangentially involved because I was not going to cross that line with anything that I was working on. So right. I made sure not to cross the line. Um, but they really every day. They showed up like everybody talked about like how many like they would wear out their pair of sneakers or yeah. how many millions of steps they put on. Like they saw from their like their watches, how many millions of steps they walked. Yeah, because you couldn't get in unless you crossed that line. Right. And then community members showed up like people instead of going in to see tapings of shows, picked up signs, put on shirts and walked with them. Yeah, because this was a. If you, because from the outside, you might be like, Hollywood Raiders, like, oh, they're so, it is much more, I think you, there's this illusion that somehow like everyone's wearing a diamond encrusted hat or something if right. they were on a TV show. And that is not the case. Yeah. It is much it's more like big. a diamond encrusted, like a neckerchief. Exactly. Really? Yeah. It's like a, it's a middle-class job. It is a 
job that very much depends on certain conditions being put on your like on your work because you get fucked so easily. Yeah. Uh, and they used to make a lot of their money in residuals, like when right. shows would be reshown. So when, that's how a lot of actors got paid. That's a lot of like how writers got paid. And then suddenly people were seeing checks for like 35 cents. Right. And they were gonna, expecting that check to be able to pay their health insurance with. Or, you know, they're like, congratulations, that check for $800 that you need for your health insurance is now, right. is now 14 cents. Because, because streaming services... Have don't have model. repeats. They don't have right? repeats. It's so a different model. And the contracts that people were working on were still based on terrestrial yeah. broadcast and cable where residuals came from repeats. But there is no repeat on a streamer. And so all that money just dried up because yeah. suddenly you could just have something watched a million times, but it doesn't count toward anything. Also, those streamers, they won't they don't give their numbers out. Well, and they right, and they don't give their numbers out. So that you, you know, suddenly the whole business upended for yep. for everyone. Yep. And so that's really the sort of the key of this. The other thing that I think hasn't been reported as much, but is that, you know, for traditional studios, right? They were all they are all kind of late to the streaming game because they suddenly f saw themselves kind of getting, you know, fucked over by Netflix and by, uh, you know, Amazon and everyone else. Um, and so their business isn't entirely different than it was before, but they are now in direct competition with Amazon, with Apple, with with Netflix, all of whom they don't actually give a shit about the money that is that is alongside this stuff. And so you had companies for a few years just throwing insane amounts of money toward content because all they really wanted was to be the last person standing, the last yeah. company standing, right? That was the business model of Netflix. That was the business model when Amazon got in. You know, they were like, well, here's another industry that we can be the last one standing in. That's why Apple got involved in this because they suddenly were like, well, shit, these people are doing it, so we should. And so one of the things that has been hard in these, in my understanding is one of the things that's been hard in these negotiations is the producers, right, the studios, are are not in alignment in what they want, right? Like your Warner Brothers and your discoveries and everything like that. They know they need to keep making shows, mm -hmm. right? So they need but, to kind of fucking fold quick. For an Apple, they don't give a fuck, right? Like it's essentially like making Ted Lasso is so Tim Cook can go to the Emmys, right? It's not, this is an important part of our business that if it goes away, right. we are fucked by, right? Like this is sort of a, a, a vanity thing for someone like Apple. It's a, we want to just have a chokehold on as many industries or as Amazon. possible for someone like Amazon, you know? Yeah. Like, all of this stuff. And so you had this just disarray on the produ on the producer's side of things while you had the writers fully aligned with what they knew they needed, right? So it's finally getting this, and we still don't know actually what the deal is, right? But uh, And another huge component is the AI stuff. Yeah. AI is a huge, it's just this, Dan, it's the it's the thing I see rumbling towards us all the time. I'm always like, oh, like it's, it's not there yet. Yeah. But it, every day it's like you feel the shit coming towards you. Right. So this was a this I was really for the writers, also really, really for the actors. This is like a live or die situation because with the actors, they can just scan them basically. And yeah. own their image and basically deep fake them into stuff. And like, it, right. that's they're they'll be, they're truly fucked. Yeah. That's why they're also on strike. So this is a, this was a real live or die battle. Yeah. And one of the things the studios said early on was we like, we are prepared to starve you out of your houses. Oh, totally. They said it as like a talking point. Yeah. It was wild. It was some real, like, black hat white hat stuff like 
uh, I am the bad guy. I'm going to starve you out of your house. Yeah. But they, um, it, it was, I mean, in some ways it is unsurprising that they never stood a chance against actual literal professional storytellers yeah. to control the narrative. Right. But they did a remarkably bad job of yeah. controlling the narrative. Oh, oh, I mean, out of control badness. But the union held tough. Like, I've never, like, when you talk to members, a lot of members are like, if our union says they need this from us, we show up. Yeah. Like, the, the union, like, the our committee says they need us walking here, so we walk there today. Yeah. Like, everybody fucking hung in. Everybody proudly showed their, like, here's my uniform, here's my shirt, my sunglasses, my hat, my shoes. Shout out to Drew Carey who paid for food. I believe it was breakfast, but it was definitely lunches. It may have been all day in the morning and in the afternoon at two restaurants, Bob's big boy and swingers diner. He paid for anybody in that, in that WGA. And I think maybe their families too. Yeah. To come and eat for free. Yeah. And he, and he's famous for leaving big tips. So everything's covered. Yeah. So if you walked in and you showed your card, they're like, it's on Drew. And um, that's how every that's where a lot of people were getting like a big hot meal. You know, they were getting their food paid for by Drew Carey. So shout that out to Drew awesome. Carey for being a real one. He paid, I think, in the end, six, seven hundred thousand dollars or something to make sure everybody ate. Good job, dude. I mean, that's fucking for real. Like that yeah. kind of stuff is fucking for real. So, yeah. I mean, just it was really inspiring and I think educational to watch what it looks like. When people really hang together as a yeah. union. Yeah. And even those and, of us on the outside, I was like, I'm with them. Like, I'm not, I had the opportunity to cross that line and I didn't. Like, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It's been truly, truly remarkable and really amazing to be able to watch, um, you know, from pretty close in. The actors are still out, but one would guess that once the, once the text of whatever the writers got, uh, it should probably go pretty quickly for the for the you, actors. You'd think they still, I think, have a shot of making a bunch of potential fall television deadlines. Yeah, I think they said they can kind of get production back up on a on a bunch of things. Yeah, I was I was chatting with a couple of LA folk yesterday, and they were like, they were a little like, I don't know, because like LA basically stops in November, you know, so. Uh, they were like, the things have to go fast now, but I'm sure there will be things. Or I'm, they'll change the schedule maybe because, you know. Yeah. Anyway, 150 days of, of holding the line, yeah. arm in arm. Like just absolute badassery. And a whole bunch of other unions in L.A. Yeah. that refused to cross picket lines was, you know, sort of ground production to a halt largely even before the actors walked out. So. Yeah. You know, all the all the other unions. Great job. Great job, everyone. And there's a lot. There are a lot of other unions on strike right now. Yeah. Auto workers are out. Yep. Joe Biden showing up in uh, in, in Detroit to to walk yeah. alongside him. He hey. will be the first president ever. Yeah. To walk a picket line. Oh, yeah. He's oh, going to walk that line. Yeah. My man's walking <sighs> along. Hey, you know what happens when he walks like that, Dan? Ah, uh, they swing from side to side like a pendulum, like a clock. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Oh, I love to watch my man walk. I hate to see it go, but I like the view. You know what I mean? Ah, mm. oh, give me some mama some of that. Yeah, give my mama some of that. We just wish it was hot, cause it just makes everything a little more stretchy. Mm. But when it's colder, everything kind of tightens up. I like that too. I mean, I like them both, really. Uh, and Dan, my face hurts from squinching it so much. In the shutting it down department, do you think the government's going to shut down on something? Yeah, I do. I mean, it seems almost inevitable at this point. Every single thing I read about, like, well, here's a possible thing that they can do to not make it last forever uh sounds like a long shot when when was the last time it shut down wasn't that long ago when did the government government 
shut. Oh my god, I can't type at all. <laughs> Government shut dows. I love that. I love to put stuff in Google and be like, you figure it out. You yeah. figure out what weird shit I just put in there. All right. History of government shutdowns. The 14 times funding has lapsed since 1980. Oh, okay. So, let's see. Eight shutdowns during Reagan's time in office. The longest of which lasted three days. So, there's that. So, we've got uh, November 20th, 1981. Lasted two days. September 30th, 1982, one day. September 17th, 1982, three days. November 10th, 1983, three days. That one, they wrapped it up in time for my birthday. So that was nice. nice of them. Uh, September 30th, 1984, two days. October 3rd, 84, one day. Man, there's a lot. There's a lot during the Reagan what, era. What was the longest one? These all, I think the longest was three days. But for, I mean, it, for Reagan. In general, what was longest? Oh, dude, one? I got to scroll through all this shit. Three days for Bush, five days during Clinton. I think that was the one that basically like cost a whole bunch of Republicans their shit. Oh, no, this one was December 15th, 1995, 21 days. This was Newt Gingrich's big right. uh, deal. Then 16 days, September 30th, 2013. So that would have been during Obama. Uh, then two days with Trump. That would be January 19th, 2018, and then December 21st, 2018. That one was 34 days. Right. I knew wow. there was a big one recently. Yeah. Wow. One. That's longer than I thought. That was over the border wall. That was the last one. 34 days. That was a big one. December 21st. Man, I'd memory hold that one completely. Anyway, get excited, Maureen. Because uh, they don't seem to be, the Republicans can't seem to pull their own head out of their ass on this one. Can you, that truly the place to be right now in terms of sheer madness does seem to be the House of Representatives. Yeah. That is the clown clown that just doesn't quit. It just keeps on clowning. It really keeps on clowning. Yeah. It just keeps on clowning. Meanwhile, then. Mm-hmm. What about the Senate? Well, Maureen, mm. in the Senate, Democratic New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez was just indicted by the Department of Justice for allegedly taking bribes from the Egyptian government in return for favorable, favorable treatment in the Senate by Menendez. Justice Department officials showed stacks of cash, hundreds of thousands of dollars found in his home alongside gold bars they had uh, seized computer records and things like that. One of the things that they name in the indictment is a Google search for how much is one kilo of gold worth. Okay, Dan. When and if I ever start taking bribes. Yeah. This is how I want to do it. I yeah. want some Italian job shit. I want some like doubloons. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I want to get a bag of things that go clunk, clank, clank. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, just something. <laughs> Give me something heavy. You know and what a, I mean? And and a bag that has a big dollar sign on it. Uh-huh. I yeah. absolutely want the money written on the side of the bag. I want to do it. Like, I want to feel like I'm doing. Or I'll also accept like a real shady, an envelope full of cash. But I need it mm -hmm. to be just slightly open. Yep. So you can see the little wadge. Yeah. The little like lettuce wadge in there. Yeah. Yeah. And just stuffed as thick as it can be. 100%. Yeah. I want that. And I want it to be like in the park, like, like deep throat, like in the park. I want to wear the trench coat and the hat. Mm -hmm. I want to get the, if you give me that or the, you hand over. And those heavy, heavy, gold's heavy. Oh yeah. Gold's real heavy. It's, it's not, you can't put that shit in your pocket. Yeah. You'll, you'll walk real weird. Oh, I can't walk. Got gold in my pocket. Got a kilo of gold. When they announced that um, he had gold bars. There was, I read an accompanying article about how gold is a terrible investment, but people keep buying it anyway. Yeah. Um, largely, it seemed like the main reason it was a terrible investment is it's like the equivalent of sticking cash in, under your bed. Like it's a large amount of money that you don't earn anything on, you know, so it just kind of stays the same. And But basically they were like, oh, yeah, a lot of wackos like it because they figure it's a hedge against when 
the government collapses. And I'm like, I, it makes me feel great to know that there's a senator taking bribes. It's like, could we get this in a in a form that if the government collapses, I'm going to be good still? Yeah. Great feeling. It's a great feeling. Anyway, uh, his wife was also indicted. <laughs> Seems to have inserted herself into his life just after he dodged a previous indictment on taking bribes. That one for a Florida uh, uh, business person. Mm. The jury on that trial ended up deadlocked. And within months, she was like, she was his girlfriend. She she mm -hmm. became his girlfriend and then was like, here's some Egyptian businessmen that I'm friends with. Mm. Maybe we could do some business with them. That all feels real like a story that hasn't quite been dug into enough. I, I'm just saying. I mean, I'd like to know more. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to. Uh, I'm listening. Hey, way to dodge that that uh, that that bribery rap. How about we cozy up a little bit? <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about some friends of mine who like to pay people in something that's very heavy. <laughs> you got cars and cash and gold fuck bars. It. Fuck yeah. I want yeah. a boat. Give me a boat full of something heavy. I want it. I want to be, <laughs> I want to feel old fashioned. You know what I mean? I want to feel like I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a boat full of something heavy. 100%. I want a boat full of heavy gold bars. I want to go down to Key West, catch me some square grouper, get involved in that scene. You know what I, I mean? Just, I have this image of you in a trench coat and sunglasses. Yes. And someone standing next to you in a trench coat and yep. sunglasses and a fake mustache. Yep. And you being like, do you got the boat and the gold? And the person leans over and kind of nudges their mm -hmm. head down dockways as yep. you just see a boat sinking into uh, yeah. the water. And I'm like, okay, let's, we can do business. <laughs> I'm going to need a this. scuba suit too. And need one more thing. You don't have that? I'll take a, a you got a good quality snorkel? I'm, I can work with this. I can work with this. I was uh, I was at a family reunion a little bit this summer at a at a cousin's house mm -hmm. who had a, a above ground pool, and uh, he is a avid scuba diver. He's like a few years younger than me. He's not, you know, he's like an adult. And so he was in the pool with his like a scuba mask and a you know oxygen tank, mm -hmm. and then he was just putting it on kids. And then handing them a weight <laughs> as they sunk to the bottom of the pool. It's like, what could go wrong? Anyway, that's what I'm imagining your your bribe boat looking like. Here's what I want, Dan. Here's what I want. Gold jet ski. There you go. Best idea ever. Best idea ever. Perfect. Just fill those tanks with, with fucking gold. Let's go. Yeah. Wasting away again in Margaritaville playing as I'm zipping down, <laughs> zipping down the river here in Manhattan with one of these fucking gold jet ski. I'd love, I'd love to take bribes. I mean, I'm against it and there's nothing people could bribe me for. I would just love to accept some bribes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as one might expect, there are growing calls for Menendez to resign his seat in the Senate. Why? How, How dare you? <laughs> up for re-election next year. And Senate, Democrat, Senate Democrats only hold a one-seat majority. You know so what, though? Far, Here's the difference. Prosecute the fucker. Yeah. Prosecute him. Well, that's the, what an indictment is. I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> everyone, the Republicans are like, nothing that these, these fuckers do. And they're like, how dare you indict? Prosecute him. Yeah. Fucking do it. I think they it's, are. It's terrible, but like you have to be for prosecuting people that are taking gold bars. So far, he's defiant, which seems like bad judgment, but also he seems pretty good at that. <laughs> Speaking, Maureen, this was all just a setup for a transition mm. of people with bad judgment. Here we go. Hunter Biden is now suing Rudy Giuliani over his laptop. In the lawsuit, they say that 
Giuliani dedicated, quote, an extraordinary amount of time and energy to hack, tamper with and disseminate data that they were given that was taken or stolen from Biden's devices or storage platforms. The fucking laptop is back, Maureen. The wildest thing about this lawsuit, well, there are many wild things about this lawsuit, but the one that's truly wild to me is that it basically yet again confirms the fact that Hunter Biden had a broken laptop and took it to some shifty laptop repair place in Delaware. That actually happened. Sure. At the time, that seemed like bullshit, but apparently that's what happened. So did they, what did they find? Did they get, what happened, Dan? What what happened here? Oh, they found dick pics, all kinds of stuff. Great. Yeah. They found all kinds of things. Anyway, this lawsuit comes days after Hunter Biden also sued the IRS over releasing his tax returns. Whether we like it or not, Maureen, Hunter Biden seems real intent <laughs> on ensuring that we keep hearing about fucking Hunter Biden for the next year and a half of his dad's re-election campaign. Here's the thing that both candidates in next year's election can promise us. They both have large fail sons. And I think that that's a promise that they have delivered on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get two fail sons. Oh, we get multiple fail sons on Trump's side. But listen, no no shade to Delaware. In fact, if you're in the Delaware or Philadelphia area, I will be doing an appearance next week. Hey, oh, I think October 6th. Is that next week? Uh, believe oh, it or not, it is. Oh, God. Uh, I'll be speaking at the University of Delaware's Trabant Theater. It's free and open to the public. 5 p.m. Friday night. This is you, This is your alma mater. Is that correct? It is. Yes. I'm going to be back as part of the friends like the homecoming friends and family weekend oh, look at that. programming i'm going to be at the trabant theater and any old any old weirdo can go in and watch yeah are you wearing a robe probably like the like not like a not like a bathroom robe i once did an appearance in a bathrobe robe if that well, if it doesn't well, shock you. nice it was when we were in atlanta Nothing doing shocks me anymore little, little shop of stories and they put us up for some reason there's a ritz carlton nearby yeah it's like not in Atlanta proper. It's in Buckhead or something. Or, okay. And they put us up there and the rope was so comfy that I was like, I'm just going to wear this to the event. And I did the event in the incredibly comfortable bathrobe and told everyone all about it. And I'll tell you what, they respected me for doing it. I believe it. We, uh, we were at a wedding two weekends ago. I don't even know what time is anymore. And uh, it was we were staying in a, in a nice hotel where the wedding was. And the little one was like, what are those hanging in the closet? And Janice was like, oh, those are robes. And he was like, that's happening. And so yep. basically, whenever he would come back into the hotel room for the rest of the time, he would then put on the robe. And these were all adult-sized robes. So they were dragging around on the ground behind him. Fantastic. He loved it. And uh, the a couple of weeks ago, he had to go to the dentist and get a tooth drilled, unfortunately. And our bribe for him was you can get a soccer thing because he's a big soccer fan. So yesterday he and Janice were looking at uh, the website of the soccer club that he likes the most at their shop. And he was like, that, I want that. And it was a kid-sized robe. So we have making its way from England as we speak. A very fluffy, bright red Arsenal robe. That he will live in for the next year of his life. One of the things I'm washing right now is Oscar's bathrobe that he is. Every time I poked my head in there and he was in bed wearing that robe. Yeah. Like he just, he looked real cozy in there. Like he had a big fluffy robe on. He was in bed. He was all like in his blankets. I had his little bed, little bed tray over him. So he had his computer and, you know, a snack. He looked cozy in there. Yeah, it sounds nice. I would bring him soup and fresh Stew, beef stew I would make for him and like every night I was like I made you this dish and I would that. leave it in there and then I would go in the in the kitchen and be like are there any crumbs I think the thing is I like to cook big things but then for myself I'm like I'll just eat this the wrapper that the package came in yeah it's it, you know it's and then I have girl dinner you know like I'm like I'll yeah. just eat this hummus straight out of a um but uh Dan we're gonna need fluffy robes and a lot of comfortable things it's true 
And I'll tell you what, before you about, because I know what you're about to talk about. I want to say today is the kind of shitty cold day that's worth brewing up some fresh homemade masala chai. Wow. A great masala chai recipe, fresh cinnamon sticks, cloves, cardamom pods. Brew it in with some tea, delicious, spicy, nourishing ginger in there. It's good for mm. you, nice and spicy. That sounds great. Hot, oh, feeds the soul. I tell you, I, when I went to that restaurant and I, I, they turned me on the chai when I went to this, the place oh, that gave Deshume. you the shoe when it gave the bottomless hot chai. And I was like, I'm okay on chai. And then I tried, I had their chai and I was like, chai for life. Chai is everything. And then I just went from store to store in London going, do you have good masala? And someone place advertised, they're like, we're the best masala chai. And I just walked in. I practically walked through the wall. I was like, <laughs> give it to me. Give me your hot, spicy, delicious tea drink. I'm a fan. Uh, hot, hot things just mm -hmm. reminded me. I wanted to give an update on my boost that I booked on the last episode of Says Who. I booked live. Mm -hmm. Went Thursday. Got I had signed up for both the boost and the flu. But I walked into the Walgreens and they were like, for whatever reason, your insurance will cover the boost, but it won't cover the flu shot. I'm like, well, then just give me the boost. I love America. Um, and it fucking laid me up the next day, Maureen, which every boost has laid me up. Janice, no effect whatsoever, any boost, but every boost has fully laid me up. Anyway, I had a really delicious grilled cheese and soup that day. That was all I had in me. Unrelated to them, but I wanted to tell you this, and I didn't want to forget. Okay. The other morning, I woke up here in my office bed, just not. Yeah. It's just comfortable, but not super comfortable. Yeah. It's a futon bed that it's like a, it's a sofa that opens out. Yeah. It's a nice one, but it's kind of hard. Yeah. And because of the COVID, we had to open all the windows at times, so there was mm -hmm. a strong breeze coming in, and they're all screens but one. Okay. I, I went, I got to use the bathtub the other day, but I, by blowing the whole shit out of the back room with the open window. Okay. Two mornings ago, I woke up, Dan. Oh, where am I? I'm in my office. Okay. All right. And I go into the bathroom and I'm like, just brushing my hair out of my face. Like, What's this on my neck? Like some kind of flick thing on my neck. And I flick it off. You know what it is, Dan? What? It's a dead fucking insect. Well, on my neck. On my neck. Could have been a rat. We don't, this apartment is, rel I, in the whole time I've been here in 10 years, I've seen maybe two roaches ever. Yeah. It is remarkably insect-free for New York. Bless you. It didn't happen. Oh. Uh, Thought I, I was going to sneeze. Because I blessed away. you. I know. I appreciate that. So I woke up and I, I was like brushing a, I was like, this has got to end. Like, I just, I got to get out of here. You do. And you I told Oscar and he said, and he said, it's good luck for you. And I said, shut your face. Here's your snack. What's the good luck? It's just I had thought a it dead was... insect on me. He thought he was being funny. I woke up with a dead insect. That's luck. I'm like, I. I this, that this does whole... seem like a very British definition of good luck. I just had to. I got to. It's got, got to end with the COVID, the, the infected bedroom and all the windows open. I endorse this. I endorse this wholeheartedly. <laughs> But then I was saying we need to warm ourselves and get cozy because of yeah. what's coming. Oh, not for nothing, Dan. Remember last week I had a big meeting after this this yeah, after recorded says who? Yeah. And in this meeting, Dan, it's all these people, shiny faces, talking about the stuff they're going to do with marketing. And then uh -huh. I get to they're like talking about some ideas for events, and I start I hear myself saying, "You know, next year is going to be terrible. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. And I really want to do uplifting, like fun." And they just all stared at me like I was a You're serial like, What are killer. you talking about? And, they're, and then I just assumed that everybody all the time is thinking about what a total just, I, 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 they genuinely looked at me like I was insane. And I went, <laughs> not like us personally with this book. I, I just meant like because of the, and then I'm like, oh, not everybody is just constantly thinking about this raging, raging, is it just us? It's not I just us. I think it's just us. Like constantly, like it's going to be so brutal. <laughs> I think that it's mostly just us. Anyway. But that's why we're going to survive it. They, they honestly, the conversation stopped dead. Everybody just stared and I was like, <laughs> what did I just do? What did I just do? I, I've done something. 
oh, they're not on the same page. They're not on the same page as I. I am the outlier in this, and I have to backtrack rapidly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are rapidly running out of time, but it is worth noting that the night that this episode comes out is the night of the second Republican debate. Once again, Donald Trump is not attending. At this point, I don't know why any of these fuckers show up, but you got seven people this time. DeSantis, Nikki Haley, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. They all made sure. the cut this time. Sure. good. Burgum's good. going all the way. Good job, Doug. Burgum. For the future. He's he's going to pick Ramaswamy, isn't he? Who? Uh, Trump? Yeah, for vice. No. For, no? No. I think he'll, uh, I think he will pick Nikki the Haley? governor of South Dakota. Who isn't, who, isn't running. And who she, is that? Uh, what's her name? Blanking on her name right now. Governor. Christy Nome. All right. She's basically been angling for a VP slot for like four years now. Okay. Like sending the South Dakota National Guard to Texas and shit like that. Like just dumb shit. Okay. Well, she, seems he... the, she seems the perfect combination of corruptible and photogenic that he is really going to want. Right. Right. And literally anyone has more personality than Mike Pence. Mike Pence, yeah. And the, I guess they, he's probably not. I'm guessing that he's not going to go with Mike Pence because of the one time they tried to kill that guy. Yeah, I think probably the whole orchestrating the murder of your vice president is that, gonna is gonna cool out the possibility right. that he's gonna be the president again. That was a new move, though. Like I don't think that had oh, ever yeah. really happened before. No, 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 no. That was a new one. A new one. That's a new one. Dan, they were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill that guy. But Dan, real yeah. talk. If they yeah. offered, if Trump offered it to Prince, Pence again, would he accept? Yes. Okay. Got he yes. would do it without, <laughs> even, without even a moment's hesitation. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without a doubt. He'd be like, oh, yes, sir. Absolutely, <laughs> sir. Okay, great. Well, what was Trump doing? Well, Maureen, I'm glad you asked because Trump was at a gun shop. Mm-hmm. trying to buy a gun. So that's a normal thing to do. Originally, campaign spokesperson Stephen Chung tweeted out, President Trump buys a Glock in South Carolina, which is a, which is a normal thing to tweet for a presidential candidate. Then it was almost instantly pointed out that, you know, the guy that apparently just bought a gun is uh, under indictment for federal crimes, which is, uh, you're not supposed to be able to buy a gun. Yeah. And so then he deleted that tweet two hours later and issued a statement saying President Trump did not purchase or take possession of the firearm. He simply indicated that he wanted one. Right. That's what you tweet out is that I was, I was thinking about getting a sandwich, but then I didn't. Yeah. Print it. Well, more so. (laughs) Hey, what a great sandwich. I'm going to delete that. My, I only thought about it. I don't. I'm gluten. I'm gluten intolerant. I, I turns out buy sandwiches. Yeah, Dan, it's going to be that you. Sh- I wish it was like we when you went to that barbecue. I think, and you're like, well, what I've been doing is yeah. Just when I was like, oh, it's going to be brutal, and they all were like, all right. I just went. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong crowd. Doing this. I just over. imagine them being you. Them turning to you and suddenly you have like three cigarettes in your mouth. (laughs) You're pouring like an entire glass full of whiskey. (laughs) Listen. (sighs) It's going to be a brutal year. That is almost. We got to give these people something to fucking hang on to. Or they're just going to (laughs) jump. You're too close to the reality of it. And they were all in sunny marketing, you know, like, oh, we're all really excited to send out an email blast or whatever. Like that, you know, everybody's everybody was great. Like they were all. So anyway, young adult (laughs) author marketing team, let me tell you, (laughs) we are on the fucking verge of the apocalypse, you fuckers. (laughs) 
we're going to have the most goddamn uplifting fucking book tour that you have ever seen in your fucking life. People are going to be walking out of there with goddamn smiles on their faces because they will have walked in just flooded in their own goddamn fucking tears. We are going to make these people's life fucking good because everything around them is fucking bad. Anyway, this is this. I think we just call it Maureen's Sun Tour. <laughs> it's too close. Anyway, so this is literally people's last chance of being out in the world. Let's make this one count. Uh, so we, uh, we were talking about, um, going to the, uh, school and library department about, uh, yeah, that sounds great because you know who else is fucked fucking librarians. Jesus Christ. Okay. Their life is fucking hell. Let's show up and just make things a little bit better. Fuck. <laughs> Does anyone have another fucking bottle? Uh, okay. Well, uh, our team is putting together a slideshow uh, a presentational deck about uh, mysteries and fun mysteries that uh, yeah you know you know that you know it's a fucking mystery how we fucking get out of bed every goddamn day that's a fucking mystery that's to me that's really the mystery at the core of everything that I write just how do you fucking get out of bed in the morning when everything around you is just fucking misery. And I would say I would try to blame the fact that I just recorded Says Who and then went to this meeting. But the thing is, Dan, that's not what did it because it was in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, it wasn't wasn't even because of this it was just because that's the framework <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure that went over great it didn't i believe what i said at some point was i apologize for everything i've ever said everyone every marketer in that meeting went home and the dinner conversation went like this honey honey why are you sitting staring into this middle distance right now you haven't even touched your pot roast. And then they just turn and they go, everything is fucked. The incredibly hardworking millennial Gen Z team that is on this. is fa And I'm the star of the meeting. You know what I mean? Like they all showed up oh, to yeah. talk to me. And yeah. here I am. They all bathed for yeah. you. A little Miss Sunshine over here. Well, since next year is going to be such a complete train wreck, I believe I said uh, you all look real young. Fucking enjoy your youth because you're not going to get an adulthood. <laughs> the whole fucking world is on fire and you're going to burn too. Anyway, maybe we should tour a few more children's book sections. Yeah, it really was in the context of a children's book, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah. yeah. It really was. You did great. Nice job. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why am I allowed to do anything? Says who it's is so made it, possible by you. It's real embarrassing to be me, but after a while, you just got to lean into it. <laughs> Through your support of our Patreon. You got to make it a feature, not a bug. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be like, yeah, okay. At patreon.com slash says who. <laughs> our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that it's H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is you can listen. You can join us on October 4th. That's right. That's next week. Sure is. For our very next episode from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And again, I will be, if you're anywhere near Delaware, we have a bunch of Sesuvians in that area. Uh, 
Trabant Theater, University of Delaware, next Friday night, October 6th, 5 p.m., free and open to the public. Book signing after. The For Maureen sh- Johnson's Happy Fun Talk. I am a lot more fun than maybe. I'm fun. I'm fun. Oh, you're fun. I'm a fun. I am fun. You're a fun lady. I, I am a fun lady. You're a fun lady. I am a fun lady. <laughs> this has been Says Who. Just the way they just... You ever just have one of those moments where you realize that you are standing alone on a stage oh, yeah. with a bunch of people that are not following what you're laying down? <laughs> oh, yeah. Many times. But but, but they got to listen to you. <laughs> because you're the reason they came to this Zoom meeting. And that you have just laid down something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nowhere to go. There's no backing up. You just got to stand there and hold it. <laughs> you just got to stand there and be like, yep, that happened. <laughs> Here I am. Here it is. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs>